0: This is Cultivate a Good Life, episode 128, Heal Your Body with Food, with Natalie Postel, part Mm. one. back everybody. I'm Becky Higgins and with me is my friend and co-host Becky Proudfit. Hello. Who is feeling just as excited as I am about this. I was
1: gonna say you know one of the things I love most about the podcast (laughs) is when I listen back to episodes Mm -hmm. which I do Mm -hmm. and I'm teaching myself. Yep, ourselves are teaching ourselves. <laughs> and I really, really points to the fact that a lot of the things we teach are great information from other people, personal insight and inspiration. And so listening back, I feel like I get a whole mm-hmm. new lesson. Well, it's interesting
0: it. when you're, when you're live recording just the two of us or with a guest, so with or without a guest, when you're present and you're just there and you're kind of absorbing and you're present, it's a different experience than listening back as if you were just listening with a fresh pair of ears. exactly. So I, yeah, there's not a single episode I've not listened back to. Exactly. I I really, really love listening back because I pick up different things. And so this particular episode and the next, because we've broken it into two parts, is with Natalie Postel. And she is a dear personal friend to both of us. Mm -hmm. We have loved her and have valued what she has been sharing and blessing our life with, especially as it pertains to...
1: Um, wellness. Well, and when we say wellness, we mean a very whole body approach. So i kind of made reference to Natalie a few times over mm-hmm. the past, I don't know, six to eight months. Um, she is a certified holistic nutritionist and has been someone I have been going to as my body post-cancer kind of recovers from some of the radiation damage, which leads, led to gut issues and all these things. And she's been someone I've been working very closely with to use this tactic tactic of healing your body with food. Mm-hmm. I mean, 2020 has instilled in me, like I want to be as self-reliant as humanly possible. Yep. I don't like being reliant on Medicine or or anything like that. Not that I'm knocking medicine. Medicine's wonderful, but everything that I can do independently by myself to heal and contribute to my body being healthy and thus my mind being healthy. Like I'm all about that. Like mm-hmm. I want to try all those things first mm-hmm. before attacking it from a medical perspective. Right. And she has been so impactful in my life. Yeah, she's she, a brilliant, she's brilliant amazing.
0: lady. She's you'll see as you guys listen. She's very intelligent, articulate. And she's also incredibly kind and warm and just a ball of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just she love is. her. She's
1: incredible. She's so
0: good. So before we share that conversation with you, like I said, in two parts, this episode and the second one, um, quick review. yeah. Like the shortest one I think we've ever shared. Ready? It's just short and okay. sweet. This is so sweet. Um, she titles it, I love that this feeds my soul. Oh. And it's from Very, Very Victoria. She says, I just started listening a couple weeks ago, and all caps, I cannot get enough. <laughs> Three explanation points. Every episode is everything I need to hear and fuels my soul. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Oh, so I love sweet that.
0: Victoria, since you said that you are just starting listening to our podcast, and thank you so much for that five-star review on iTunes, will you just look me up on Instagram, Becky Higgins, LLC, and just shoot me a DM because I'm going to send you a fun, happy package of goodness. It's going to be
1: fun, happy goodness. (laughs) We have lots of goodness, fun stuff. And again, we love those reviews. Keep them coming. If we feature your review, Mm -hmm. you just may have some happy mail coming your way. So heck
0: yeah, we'd love to do it. All right, let's hear a quick word from this week's sponsor. We are so grateful for people and brands that work hard to add light to this world. And one of those brands is Deseret Book. If you follow me on Instagram, there's a good chance you've seen me share about a set of scripture stickers that I recently designed that are available exclusively through Deseret Book.
1: This Christian bookstore and publisher is not only one of the most beloved and reputable brands, but Deseret Book also holds very special meaning for both of us as we have been buying books, art, and lifestyle products from them for many years. We are thrilled to welcome Deseret Book as a new
0: sponsor of our podcast and pleased to offer you a 10% discount on many products there. We have a specific link so you can check out some of our featured favorites and that is desbook, D-E-S-B-O-O-K, Dot com forward slash Becky.
1: That specific storefront that they set up for us will have many items where the code BECKY is applicable, but no matter what you purchase at DeseretBook.com, be sure to enter BECKY at checkout and anything that is eligible for the 10% savings will be applied. I could not be more excited to introduce you guys to today's guest. When I look back at 2020... There's a few really influential people that stick out, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Natalie Postel is most definitely one of those people. Sitting at the top of the list. Seriously, though, mm-hmm. in actual people that have made a serious impact mm-hmm. on my life. Can I No pressure, that? Natalie.
0: Yes, of <laughs> course. Welcome, Natalie, first of all. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm going to say something that Natalie's not going to expect. Um, let's just Ooh. make her blush. Let's oh, make no. her blush. I oh, no. <laughs> like it. So that was your experience with Natalie in 2020. I could probably count on one hand, people who have had an influence on me in the past five, 10 years on a very personal level that wouldn't know it. And Natalie would be on that short list. You would be. Aww. And, and you, that's going to take you by surprise because you wouldn't expect that we'd say that because we've known each other for many years. You and I have known each other for many years, but you know, how sometimes when you're just in your community, doing your thing or at church or just what living your life. And there's just certain people that even if you're not hanging out all the time, mm-hmm. they just have that kind of influence on you that you just feel it like permeate your soul. Mm -hmm. Natalie's one of them. Her sister, Amy is one of them for me and I know for you. Mm -hmm. And we're just blessed that you people, that you amazing fine people are in our life. And what an honor to share Natalie right here, right now today. Oh my goodness. So good. Thank
2: you so much. Likewise. I just, I feel like we're all soul sisters with people and they enrich your life and I'm half loving being here because I'm fangirling. (laughs) I get get to be with two women that have inspired me so very much and it's an honor.
0: Well, thank you. We're excited to share the inspiration that you have all throughout your soul with everyone today. Mm -hmm. And so let's kick this off by introducing yourself and telling everyone what it is that you do and share a bit of your story and your journey.
2: Okay. Yeah. So my name's Natalie and I'm 35 years old. I always say that because I hang out with my kids all day long and (laughs) uh, they always want to know how old I am and asking all the questions. So I like to introduce myself with my age, but I'm a, a certified holistic nutritionist as well as an emotion code practitioner and a sound and vibrational therapist.
0: That's a lot of things. It is
2: a lot of things. I've basically gotten certified and learned about all the things that will help to heal my own body. Um, I just want to be an expert on all things body, mind, and soul. And so that's where those passions have come from. Mm
0: -hmm. And has that always been an interest like your whole life, or is this something that's a more recent journey for you?
2: Uh, I mean, some have been more recent, but I've always been more holistically minded, more um, tuned inward toward my body, Mm -hmm. I would say. Grew up very holistically, so it's permeated. My whole life. One of
1: the things I love about that is that I feel like that's such a different message than a lot of the like wellness marketing we get as where I feel like sometimes we start to like delineate ourselves from our bodies. Like we're somehow at war or like it's a Mm -hmm. cause and effect. Mm -hmm. And I love that you talk about kind of your approaches more, I would say like relaxing into healthy, healthy lifestyle, relaxing into wellness. And that's been such a change for me. Because normally it's like you go out, guns a blazing, all the excitement, Mm -hmm. and then it, but it really is a less aligned approach, I think, for me.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. It takes, you know, that desire to want to start the change, but then it's really about taking back your health. We intrinsically know what is healthy for us, and so it's just kind of honoring those feelings as they come. Well, and
0: taking back your health is something that's personally meaningful meaningful for you, Mm -hmm. um, because even as holistic as you intuitively and naturally have always been, you've also seen quite the the challenge in your health. Why don't you share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So when I – well, I'll start from the beginning. I grew up – my dad was a chiropractor – I grew up very holistically. We had a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in our house. So oh, wow. like my dad was an OG stem cells, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Oh, wow. He was just always very inclined. But with that being said, we did not eat healthy whatsoever. Like mm. I grew up on Raleigh's French fries. My dad told me candy was good for me because it had a, a ascorbic acid in it and told me that was vitamin C. Oh <laughs> my gosh. So, so awesome. So <laughs> while the teaching was there, it wasn't practiced mm-hmm. all the way. Um, and then, as I grew older, I became really tuned in to healthy food. I I started noticing organic foods and just tried to be mindful about what I was putting in my in my body. So, health has always been something that was very important to me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, at age thirty, my little my youngest I have four children. My youngest was about sixteen months old. I started to have some really unusual bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, That just wasn't normal for me during my cycle. And so I immediately knew something was wrong. And um, I had had my baby with a midwife. So I asked my midwife to do a full blood panel on me. And everything came back normal. Hmm. Um, My progesterone was slightly elevated, but not uncommon for that time in my cycle. But within a month, I could just tell, like, nope, something is seriously wrong. I was just having feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. those alerting feelings that can be very easy to push away. But knew something was up, so I asked to have a a vaginal ultrasound ordered. And when that happened, um, they found, you know, air quote fibroids. And so um, I went in for surgery, met with my OB, and had the surgery done, and everything went well.
0: Surgery was to remove the fibroids? Mm -hmm. That was Mm -hmm. it, right? That was it, just
2: to remove the fibroids. Mm -hmm. I had never really had surgery before, so it was a bit scary. But everything went well. And then two weeks later, I went into my doctor to, you know, just that checkup to see if everything healed properly. And when he came into the room, his face just fell. And he said, where's your husband? And I just thought... I'm getting a checkup. Uh I'm not going to have my husband with me. Like, I literally had no clue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he went on to tell me that I had a rare endometrial cancer called endometrial stromal sarcoma. It's only 2% of all endometrial cancers, that type of cancer, Mm -hmm. and that I would need to have a hysterectomy, which was devastating to me because we wanted to have more children. So it it was very difficult to hear. And I was kind of in shock. Yeah. um, But what was was so funny is right after I had already planned to go to Trader Joe's, which was right next to the doctor's office. So I went and I bought all my groceries and then I left them in the car all night long. Because I was just in so much shock. But you know, it's just that like, what is going on Well, And I think the challenge
1: is like, because our cancer journeys and our diagnosis are very, very similar. I love that you talk about like, you knew something was wrong, even when the doctor told you there wasn't. And I can echo that same sentiment is like, When something is wrong, like, you know, on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. but same thing, I went in and had, had no idea that cancer was even on the table. Right. And there it was. It's just crazy though, how much our bodies know that like, we just push away or we push down and I'm so thankful that you push through and we're like, no, no, I need an ultrasound. Like I need something else. Well, and that intuition is everything,
0: which I know you're going to speak more to that, but the intuition and that feeling that you have, that something I always call it, you have to advocate for yourself. Yes. You have to advocate for your body. And my experience is is sort of similar in that the PA who was checking my skin, who mm-hmm. was brushing over something that I was super concerned about, this is where my intuition really kicked in is I'm like, well, this is a person with experience mm-hmm. and knowledge in the area that is not my area of experience and knowledge, but this is my body. Mm-hmm. Which then led me to insisting that they biopsy that what we right. found out was melanoma, yes. which could have been literally deadly because it's a terrible version of skin cancer. And that's where my, that sense of advocacy for yourself had never felt so high in my life up to that point. Cause I just didn't even realize how important that was to follow that intuition. Yeah. So intuitively you knew something was wrong. You find the fibroids, um, you have the surgery, but in no way did you picture cancer as a diagnosis?
2: No, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, It never even crossed my mind. In fact, my doctor even told me, like, because I did say, could this be anything other than fibroids? And he was like, absolutely not. Like, Mm -hmm. you're healthy, you eat well, you know, all Mm -hmm. of the things. So he was like, oh, no, no chance. So totally caught by surprise. And then within a couple of weeks, I had another ultrasound done. And since they removed it, a whole new golf ball size growth had had already come in. And so that's where... I really advocated to have my surgery done sooner, mm-hmm. um, and thankfully, they were able to get me, in there There happened to be a cancellation, and the day after Mother's Day, <laughs> I went in and had my hysterectomy, mm-hmm. um, but I did. I, it wasn't a full hysterectomy. I did keep my ovaries. I asked, mm-hmm. you know, as long as everything looks good in there, I want to keep them because there's some health benefits to keeping them when, you know, I was only 30 when I had a hysterectomy, right. so. Mm-hmm. Right, um, from- and even
0: though you had four children, you like you said, you and your husband did want, and you planned for more children. So that was an emotionally heartbreaking situation, not just being so young and having that part removed from you, but also that disrupts the plan. Yeah. Right? I still
2: feel like I have mm. missing children. I don't th- I don't mm-hmm. know if that will go away and people didn't understand. I mean, I had to sign when you, when you have a hysterectomy, yeah. you have to sign a little waiver saying, I realized that I can no longer have children. And I was just bawling and they didn't mm-hmm. let my husband be in the room. And I just said, I need my husband. I like, I just needed his comfort with yeah. me. And they did not understand it was, you already have four children. I don't get, that was everybody's response. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like, oh, I I know they mean well. Sure,
1: of course. It was very,
2: you know, almost offensive to my spirit in that Mm -hmm. way. I
1: think anytime we have a plan for our lives and then stuff happens, like it's just, it's hard. It's a really, really hard thing to like kind of surrender to what's happening and like grieve the loss of what you thought you would have. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, being diagnosed with cancer is, a massively life-changing experience as it is, but then also hi- kind of grieving, like I said, that life you thought you were going to have, you realize it will never be the same again. So give us some hope. Tell us what happened in your story yeah. and help us to see some of the other side of this because I know I get reach out all the time from women who are like, they think it's five words, but it could be this. And they hear my story, they hear stories like yours, which makes them alarmed. Most of the time, women, it really is fibroids. Like fibroids are very common. Yes, like yes. it may not end up like me or like Natalie, but I think the important lesson to take there is to not be afraid of information, that's to right. not be afraid of your body, and and just to get get the test done, get the get the not upkeep. That's not the right word, but like <laughs> you know your yearly's done. Get it done. Get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let yourself um, get into a situation where something does happen and you've slacked for the past few years because that is not going to feel good. Yeah.
2: Well, and I come from a place of prevention. So that's Amen. really where I come from now as I help heal root cause issues in women, hopefully before they become, an, and men, mm-hmm. I'm not leaving the men, <laughs> um, right. before they become an issue now, because it's so much harder to heal once you've kind of Mm-hmm. gotten the diagnosis. Yeah. Um, but not
0: impossible. Not
2: impossible. And
0: that's what I love about your belief yes. and your message. Yes. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I had my hysterectomy. Typically for the type of cancer I have, it's like no big deal. Once you have a hysterectomy, 98% survival rate, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, when they did the biopsy, they found that it had already tapped into a blood supply, which is called lymph vascular invasion. So it had already spread. Um, so for two years, I just, that's when I dove really deep. I started studying all of the diets, all of the things, um, really advocating for my own health, Mm -hmm. researching to death this cancer that really doesn't have a lot of research behind it. So, you know, just kind of turned into myself and advocating Mm -hmm. and, Um, For two years, I did great. I had no growth, no problems. I go in every three months for scans to see. And then after two years, they had found stuff in my lungs, which is typical for the type of sarcoma I have. Well, sarcomas in general jump to your lungs. So you were
0: on the lookout for that anyway. So it didn't shock you when it reached your lungs? Is that what you're saying? It
2: didn't shock me. But I will say, I think that there is... Mm, it's maybe not the best to tell people those things, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was told you have a two thirds chance that this jumps to your lungs. Mm -hmm. Well, what does that do for my mindset now? Uh, Yeah, totally. So like, it's Mm -hmm. so hard because I want the information, but then you also really want to, our cells listen to us. I mean, if you think of the biology of belief or the placebo effect or any of those things, we can create our own realities. Mm -hmm. So yes, I, I was on the lookout for it and we found it. Um, And so at that point, uh, a hormone therapy that I had previously prayed about and didn't feel good about Mm
1: -hmm. that they wanted
2: to put me on after my surgery, like I felt very opposed to getting on it. My doctor highly suggested that I get on it. And I again prayed about Mm -hmm. it, researched it. I didn't see any benefits from using it from the research that I did. And so I declined again. And instead, I started doing my own hormone therapy that was natural. So I found my own path and way to do it. Just researching and really experimenting on myself. And that worked for a year. It kept everything at bay for a year. And then it started to slowly grow. And so at that point, my doctor, again, Natalie, you need to do this therapy. Chemo and radiation do not work for the type of cancer that I have. Hmm. And so that was off the table. So this is really the only pathway for me is like surgery. Um, but my, I have 10, um, tumors in my lungs, but they're so small that you have to be hooked up to a CT scan in order to get to them. And mm-hmm. we don't have that technology yet. And
0: you still have these 10 tumors in your lungs you say yes. at present tense. Yes. Okay.
2: So I still have cancer. Um, but I'm thriving with it. That's why my business is thrive family wellness. Mm-hmm. I think that we don't have to be our diagnosis. Mm-hmm. We can thrive in the midst of them and advocate for ourselves and do what we can, through holistic methods as well as conventional treatments. For
1: anyone listening, I don't want you to feel like, you know, obviously my path with cancer was different. I did do the radiation. I did do the chemotherapy, which essentially cured me. You know, I'm two years out. Also damaged my body significantly, which kind of taps into like why I'm working with Natalie. But I don't want people to feel like you have to be like holistic Mm -hmm. or Western medicine. Like you can marry the two together. And for me... Um, there are treatments that have been offered that I don't feel good about that I don't do and instead do something else. And then there's totally been medical treatments that have worked for me. And so I think sometimes we get this mentality of like that all in all out kind of situation. This is not, this is not Natalie's message. Like Natalie's message is about like really listening to your body, listening to your gut, knowing, knowing for yourself, what is right for your body and, and learning how to tap into the myriad of information our bodies will give us if we know how to listen
2: absolutely yeah i mean we're blessed to live in a day and age where there's so much information and there's so much we can do and so it's just finding what resonates with you Mm -hmm. and what you know i mean pray yeah i'm very prayerful i recognize that christ is the master healer and if he wants me healed I will be healed. And if that's not how it's supposed to be, then I won't. And there's nothing that I can do that will really change those two things. I can try my best and put forth my best effort Mm -hmm. um, with the inspiration that he gives me. But that's really my job. And that's that's all of our jobs, right, is Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. just clue into what our bodies are needing and then what pathway will work best for us.
1: Because when we do that, like you were saying, you know, we've, we've talked about this a few times on the podcast about kind of the surrender moment of, of recognizing that, like, Christ really is the determiner of what's going to happen, and no matter what happens, it being okay. What I love about how you live your life is that leading up to that result that may or may not be, you know, we have no idea what it's going to be. You can have peace, you can have happiness, and you can thrive. Like, this is not, a, cancer is not something that will just destroy you and destroy your emotions and destroy your life. And I, I was actually speaking to someone this weekend, and and she had had cancer and is still very much suffering, like the PTSD of when she goes in for scans. And mm. I'm like, that's I don't have any of that. But I think it really is in how you view it and how you approach it. And there's so much we can do. To negate the stress of the situation, which, by the way, stress makes you sick. In mm-hmm. case you're unaware, like mm-hmm. biggest indicator of health is inflammation and stress. Stories about that, totally, for sure. all day long, all right? Day long and, yep. um, but there is so much hope. There is so much growth. There is so much life to live inside of whatever is happening with you. Mm-hmm. And Natalie's going to be able to give us some good tips on how to, I'd say, become more aligned with our bodies, right, and yeah. keep our spirits and yeah. mind, and keep it all aligned so that we understand what's happening, Mm -hmm. we understand what to do and we have a good frame of mind going into it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and for all those that are dealing with heavy diagnoses of any kind, it has helped me so much to recognize that that diagnosis has led me to where I am today and Mm -hmm. to find the gratitude and the blessing of it because things don't just happen. Totally. You know, and so I can, instead of being at war with my cancer, I, you know, I don't, I do try to live as healthy as I can, but if my cancer never goes away, I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. because it's also become a friend. And I think when we are at war at something or when we fear something so much, that healing just cannot take place. And that's a whole other side. I work a lot on the mental side of things and that's a whole nother story but
0: we t- we told natalie before we hit record we're like well, you could talk about 17 different things today and, we and know she that. probably will we'll probably have
1: natalie come back we because i just it. value mm-hmm. i value her truth-based yes wellness approach to life in all the different ways
2: well and i have I to say i will stay. talk about food all day I long <laughs> i'll talk about health all day long yes. i can
0: do it we can have natalie talk about so many different things and before you get into some of the thoughts that you've prepared to share i do want to touch on that really quick. You said something that I think is really important. Um, You've realized, and your perspective is, that cancer is your friend. And the reason I want to stick there for just a moment is because I've heard both sides of this. I've heard a lot of people, most of us have heard a lot of people um, who have experienced the journey with cancer use the words such as battle, fight, right? Um, And it's it's the enemy when you put it like that, which It's neither here nor there. Like Mm -hmm. that's not right Right. or wrong. It's just an interesting perspective on it. And I get it. I've also heard similar to what you're saying, like, okay, cancer is a part of my story. We're not fighting. I'm not battling. I'm treating.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm doing
0: my very best. We're putting forth effort to, to cure my body, et cetera, et cetera. But there's not this angst. Mm -hmm. There's not this feeling of war. Yeah. Do you have a thought on that? Is there a reason why you feel like there's power in the way that you frame that?
2: Well, I mean, it's the power of our thoughts, right? And so when we, what you resist persists. Mm -hmm. So when you resist kind of what is going on in your body or you're at war with it, I just don't think that that ends up being a healthy way to do things where instead, if you can find the love in it and love your body, despite what's going on Mm -hmm. or because of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, because of this cancer, I have been on the most beautiful journey of learning about my body, learning about my spirit, and then being able to help others has been such a great joy in my life, being able to share mm-hmm. those truths that I've learned. And, you know, the 10 years of study that I've done, being able to impart that knowledge and see the benefits from yeah. working with other people has been amazing. Wow. I, th-
1: I think it goes back to like, you know, we all know my word for 2021 is surrender. Mm-hmm. And there is so much power into surrendering what's happening, into relinquishing the control because I think it puts you in that place to like see the blessing. Like I can tell you, if I didn't have cancer, pretty much we probably wouldn't be doing the podcast, right? Like You might have been doing it or in a different way, but like... It just would change the path. Right? It would like, change the course. We had these experiences yes, for a reason. That experience brought me to a place where I was ready for something like this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's the goal here. And I want to tie it over into weight loss really quickly because I know when we hear nutrition tis the season yeah, to self-deprecate. Yes. La 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 la. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? That it's the same with weight loss, right? Like if you're, ha- if you're feeling like your body owes you, t- owes it to you to be a different size, or like you can fight your body into weight loss, or you can fight your body into whatever, it's never going to work. Yes. It so is never to going to work. Mm-hmm. You have to love it into, into health and whatever that means for your body. Mm-hmm. And that's something Natalie and I talk about all the time mm-hmm. as I'm, I have embraced, but like continuing to embrace post-cancer body and what that means for me. And, um, and it's been just such a great journey. It's changed how I feel, even though I knew it in my head, it's changed how I feel about my body in, in a much more positive and productive way. That's mm-hmm. profound for you. It is very I've been profound. on this
0: journey with you the entire time. And, and I know that you have felt that tug mm-hmm. because you, you feel frustrated with You know, efforts that seem to fall flat because you're not having results that you deeply desire by the way that you're making choices that you you feel are good for your body and so on and so forth, and so I'm I'm glad to see your progression in that too, where you you can come from a better place of love instead of frustration.
1: Like my whole life, I feel like I'm going to be very honest. I was really afraid to be overweight. Like afraid of what that would feel like or what that would mean or what people would think about me. Like that was a fear. Like Mm. if I surrender for one second, I'm going to gain a million pounds and then my life will be miserable. And the most impactful thing for me, and I would echo this for anyone who's going through that same battle, I think the most healing thing for me was to gain weight I had no control over.
2: Mm. Because now
1: I'm like, oh, it happened. Oh, and by the way, my body doesn't hold me back at all. Like... It act like, wait a minute, I was afraid of this thing that happened and I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. Yes. Your body
2: doesn't define who you are. Your image doesn't doesn't define who you are. And it is, it's so freeing to recognize that Mm -hmm. and see that you aren't your body. Well, and (laughs) our friend
0: Lauren Busby, and we have a whole episode about this that we'll link to in the show notes because it's relevant um, says your body is the least interesting thing about you. Mm-hmm. And we all would agree with that. Your body is wonderful and it's amazing. And there's so many, like, obviously, Natalie's gonna get you super excited about uh-huh. what your body is and can be for you and how you can view it. And also, it's not the thing to be obsessing over that takes over and pushes out the other more important things in your life with regards to relationships and things like
2: that. So, to kind of finish out the story, um, I did end up doing some hormone therapy, the one that they kept asking me to do once the cancer had gotten a little bit bigger, um, went on it for six months and it was the worst six months of my life. Mm. Uh, I just didn't feel like myself. I couldn't feel the spirit. The only emotion I had was anger. My husband, who I absolutely adore and is my best friend, I filed for divorce one night, like sitting in bed. Literally. And this has been really, really vulnerable, but I literally like next to him in bed telling him all the things that were bugging me oh, about wow. him and like, I'm filing for a divorce and I hit submit on some like rando website. And then the <laughs> next morning they called me and were like, hey, we want to help you. And I was like, I didn't fill that out. Don't call me again. <laughs> but I was insane. Wow. I mean, if that I'm such a low temperament, mm-hmm. easygoing person. And I was crazy. So you lost your mind. Quite. I lost my mind. I gained a, a ton bit. of weight. I yes. yes. lost my mind. I like, I you felt guys, like Her husband's addict. a sweetheart and no, you have a the
1: wonderful best.
0: marriage. Oh, so yes, you yes. can tell that this was this was a dark Ooh, dark
1: cloud it was
2: cloud. bad, it was okay. bad. And, well and if and someone's my on too. hormones
1: like it's hormones are very tricky mm-hmm. and i just have to like say this because i have seen so many people ha- live a very cautionary tale of how very careful we need to be with hormone manipulation and if this is something you're doing um please make sure like say a prayer really ask yourself <laughs> Because i I had a very similar experience mm-hmm. with hormones and I'm on no hormones, even though I'm supposed to be, because it literally, same thing, mm. exact same thing, put me to a place of like deep darkness that I felt like I could not get out of. But, mm. um, if you're doing hormone therapy, please make sure you're going to a reputable place. Don't be doing like med spa hormone therapy. Like let's go to an actual endocrinologist. It's just not something to be trifled with. And it is so popular right now for weight. I'll say weight manipulation because mm. it's really not weight management. It's weight manipulation. Um, I know testosterone is a huge thing with energy and sex drive, and it's just very marketed right now, and it's just something that needs to be entered into so cautiously, because it can really have very extreme results, and I have seen it happen to a number of friends and acquaintances that have had serious repercussions in their life Mm. and in their marriage that kind of started with hormone therapy, so just be very, very cautious.
2: Well, and work at a root cause level. For sure. Like that's what I've learned. You can totally manage your hormones if you know those underlying causes of what's going on in your body. So that's what I did. I got off of that terrible (laughs) medicine. It's actually called Megase and we called it you know Megace Mommy mm-hmm. was my name but I just <laughs> my kids didn't enjoy being around me I thought this is oh, no yeah. life so <laughs> when we went into my doctor the next time I said no more like I don't care if this cured me I'm getting off and she said well it didn't even help at all so oh, wow. got off and then did another deep dive into how to heal and so then I found um DNA hair scans and ozone therapy and ways that I could heal more naturally and really researched them then brought ozone therapy into my house and had a machine in my house and started doing hair scans on myself and really just, um, found these other avenues that could help at a root cause level. And now I get to help others do that. So I'm so grateful for it. I love it. And I feel great. I don't scan anymore. You talked about that scan anxiety. That's me. Um, and every time I would scan, I, my body tanked. So I know that that's not for everybody, but you're, you're yeah. talking
0: about the every three months going yeah, in for a Yeah, I would go in every three months, okay. tons
2: of radiation, tons of contrast. And so I stopped doing that. And now I just use kind of my deep root cause mm-hmm. um, levels of, you know, vitamins, minerals, amino acids, antioxidants, environmental factors to see where my body's at, where my immune system's at. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I work from that place. Kind right. of
1: giving a differing opinion, I do. St- I do still scan. And Natalie and I talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm after scanning, well, a few things have helped me with scanning. Number one, to change my thoughts about it. I try to never be scared of information. And because I am scanned and watched so frequently, I will likely never have a scan where I have terminal cancer that came out of nowhere because I am watched so closely. Mm -hmm. And so literally the scans for me are what facilitates not having like that terrible terminal surprise that a lot of people have. So that's thought one. Thought two is I make it like kind of a party day. Like you have to be away (laughs) from your kids. I've stayed in hotels in the past for like the night, but it really becomes like mom's day off. And Becky's gone with me a bunch of times and, and kind of done this ritual. I have a ritual of like this place we go to eat and go to a movie and it kind of, because of what's in your body, you can't be around your children. Correct. Yeah. I still don't quite understand that science, but (laughs) I'm like, it's okay to radioactivate adults, but not children. What? I know. I don't get it. <laughs> Anyways. And then I go to Natalie and we work really hard. The ozone therapy that she does mm-hmm. is I'm Your basically fan. addicted. Yep. I'm obsessed. You feel so good. And then I just work really hard to detox mm-hmm. the radiation mm-hmm. after the fact. Yeah,
2: it's incredible. And I am absolutely not advocating for people not getting scanned. For me, there's nothing more they can do. I guess I should. I don't say this often, but I do have stage four cancer and there's nothing more that they can do for me. So I just... Yeah, don't like living in that space, and instead live in my life. And if one day I keel over, I keel over. That's kind of where I'm at. And you mentioned with the
0: type of cancer that you have, that there can't be chemo or radiation for this specific kind. It doesn't work. And so, and you've had the surgery that you can have. So that's what you're saying is they can. They meaning modern medicine. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more that can be done. So all of your healing, all of your progress all of your thriving comes through what you're doing as an individual.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And she does. She glows. Oh, like yeah. she oh. literally looks like the well, healthiest
0: human being I've ever seen <laughs> oh, in my life. Truly. And you guys listening to this will have seen a picture of her on our Instagram because we always share a picture mm-hmm. with our guests. And so you will be like, wait, she has stage, f- wait, what? Right. So that you're thriving. Yes. Clearly. I feel
2: good. I feel happy. My, he- my head, I know I don't want to divorce my husband. So. <laughs> good thing. Everything's good. I actually really like him. You guys that are really, great. really
0: good together. So I'm glad that you're sticking around. Yes, <laughs> I'm yes, sure you do. Too.
2: <laughs> so I would love to share some tips that have helped me to, you know, help my body to be healthier. You can heal your body. And I think the most important thing to start with is recognizing that your body is a temple. Mm. Um, you know, it houses our spirit. It is a sacred edifice. And what would happen if we really treated our bodies that way? Because we don't. And it's not because we don't want to. And also, as we talk, I wanna say, like, throw any shame away. Oftentimes when we talk about food or we talk about our bodies, as women, we think back and we feel shame for what we haven't done in the past. And that's absolutely not where I'm coming from. It's once we learn more, then we do better. And so, you Mm -hmm. know, don't feel any shame. Don't feel bad. Um, You know, mindset is a lot of it. And so just come from a place of that love to want to nurture your body into more health.
0: Well, and because our thoughts are so powerful, shame doesn't serve you at all. In fact, shame can be (laughs) the very thing that keeps you back. And Becky did such a great job talking about this with a different um, perspective on goal setting with our earlier episode, last week's episode. And it's that it's so empowering to realize that you don't have to look at where you've gone wrong, what you've done bad, how you've been terrible, but rather like, oh, this is great information. And Becky and I both have worked with Natalie and Becky, I know Mm -hmm. you continue to work with her quite a lot. And that is one of the things I love about your, your energy around this is that going to see you my, for the first time where I did a hair scan a little while back that I didn't feel any sort of shame I just felt resolved. I felt excited. I felt informed and ready to move forward rather than like, crap, I really suck at this because I've been making X, Y, and Z mistakes.
2: Yes. I love that. So let's just come from a place of no shame and love for our body as we go through these tips. Um, Hippocrates is one of my favorite. He's an ancient philosopher and he says, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And so that's my philosophy with things. Mm. Um, so Tip number one is recognize the good you're already doing. A lot of times we try to focus on all the things that we're doing wrong, but so often we're doing so many things mm-hmm. right. So, you know, sit down and write out the things that you are doing for your body that are already helpful. You know, what veggies are you already eating? What whole foods are you already getting in? And come from that place of love. And I love starting off with that because it gives you gratitude and um, kind of a push into starting mm-hmm. new Helps things. Helps you, give,
1: gives you building blocks. Yeah, yeah. it gives you I traction.
2: And then number two, um, you know, focus on the gut microbiome. And this is kind of the latest in all of the health research that's come out is that we have our gut biome, 80% of our immunity comes from it, as well as our gut brain connection through our vagal nerve is very strong. So, you know, depression, anxiety, all of those things that come up, that's very often a gut issue. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, work with a practitioner, work with somebody that can check your blood or do a hair DNA scan where they can see what's going on in your body at a root cause level. The hair scans that I do show your vitamins, your minerals, your antioxidants, your fatty acids, your environmental factors, and so much more. Every single thing. Literally everything. Yes. Yes. You can't can't hide from the scan, but it's Mm -hmm. really great because it shows where your body needs support. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so supporting that gut is most most important because if you're putting something in your body that's aggravating the gut, even if it's something good, um, the healing will be slower. Mm -hmm. That's
1: where I'm sitting. I'm healing my gut folks. Yeah. That's my 2021. You and 90% of Americans. And that's the thing. If you don't feel like you have gut issues, pretty much you have gut issues. Like everyone has gut issues. It's not our fault. It's not like, Oh, we destroyed our guts. Like the quality of our food is just not, what it once was. And mm-hmm. so we are living a very different biological reality than generations past. And it's not like we've done something wrong, although sometimes we probably oh, have very much. So. But you get know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think really, this is just the reality of living in the time we live well, in let me, yes. let the me just... farming practices. Yes.
0: yes. And I wanted to speak um, to that really quick and just make sure that we interject with this thought. Some of you will be listening, and you you know that you have no chance of seeing Natalie in person because you don't live in Arizona. Where, but she I mean, lives.
1: a trip to Arizona, well, non-pandemic, is a always, lovely idea. Always
0: a good idea. <laughs> always and forever. But I think I can feel some of our listeners probably at this point are feeling like a little overwhelmed of like, wait, I don't even know what you're talking about with gut issues, but do I, don't I Mm -hmm. just even following Natalie on Instagram is a good place to start because she is regularly sharing really, really valuable information. So even if you can't see her and have that one-on-one connection in person, you can learn a lot through her sharing. Mm -hmm. So, and your Instagram account.
2: Yes. Thrive Family Wellness, AZ. So you can reach me there. You can even book, um, phone consults so we can chat and kind of come up with a plan as well.
0: Something I would have mentioned at the end, but I wanted to put it there. Yeah. Plant the seed. uh, Yeah. Well, especially because people are like, wait, I don't know what you're talking about. How do I find out if I have Mm -hmm. gut issues and what can I do to start, start that healing? So anyway.
2: Yes. And I do have contacts in California and in Utah who do the hair scan. So I can, I can help you to find people that can Mm -hmm. help as well. Yeah. Okay.
0: Hey friends, this is the part where we're going to take a little break and we've split this conversation up into two parts. So check out episode 129 for the rest of this conversation.